I'm a little bothered. And the reason why I am bothered because I keep seeing this pattern of us as believers inserting our human behavior and opinions and our bias into teaching and preaching and even writing the word of God. Now, I know to a certain extent that this is somewhat impossible. I don't know um, if it is possible. But, well, no, I, I'm going to err on the side of just having an ignorant amount of faith that we as believers can actually preach, teach, and give advice in the Word of God without having our bias in it, but yet we have to check ourselves through Christ first, right? So this came about because I was studying the Word of God, and as I'm studying, I, I like to look at different translations and commentary. And one of the translations, it was a biblical translation, they took out some words that completely changed the context of the scripture. And really the words were, they decided to keep the words white, but yet remove the words bronze. And this is referring to Revelations 1 and 18, when it talks about Jesus, when Paul had the revelation, no, excuse me, not Paul, but John had the vision and this dream of having this encounter with God. And it is he is seeing Christ and we're seeing his hair is white like wool and his eyes are fiery and his feet are as bronze. And it talks about the symbolism of these things. But yet I found it interesting that this particular translation kept in the word white, but removed the word bronze. It moved, it put in there shiny metal. Well, shiny metal can mean anything. It can be silver. It can be gold. It can be platinum. It can be rose gold. It can be anything that was buffed really, really good. Let's just be real. But I had said, why did I get upset about this? I found myself upset because we as humans keep inserting our bias and our ignorance and our opinions into the word of God and making it fact. Then I had to go back to what the Lord told me years ago. Where are my warriors? Where are the warriors that are going to stand up for righteousness sake? Those who are going to proclaim the gospel in its entirety, in its truth, even the, even the part that makes you uncomfortable, the part that does not uh, uh, align with your fleshly beliefs. I'm going to preach this word because it makes men looks good men look good i'm gonna preach this word because it makes women look good or a certain race or a certain class of people look good no 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 no. where are the people they're going to preach and teach the word of god and exactly how it is it does not matter who it ruffles even themselves it is time for us to get to a place where we are serious about the word of God and serious about who God has created us to be. God has given me further understanding on why conquering me is important, not just for the world, but also for me. So where are the warriors of God who are ready to get in the fight? Conquering Me podcast. We are in episode 19, 19, what? 19. And we are talking about where are the warriors? Where are the ones who are ready for the fight, ready to get into the battle? And I, so, I know some of us are thinking like, Lord, honey, I, I, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. 
I don't want to be one of those Christians where it's always a, a weapon, it's always a warfare, and it's always this going on, always that going on. But here's the truth. There is always a battle going on on some level. I am, even in this moment, trying to contain my frustration and anger as the things that I see in the world and the things that I have read and I keep seeing how humans, we use the name of Christianity and we use the name of a Christian and the name of Christ to abuse, manipulate, and turn people away from Christ. And it's frustrating. It's infuriating, right? And so the thing is, I'm trying to keep myself calm because what I don't want to do is have this whole podcast, this particular episode to be me going on a rant and me fussing and me having a whole moment. No, 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 no. I really want us to have a moment where we look at ourselves, but also we examine ourselves through the lens of Christ and through the word of God. This is the beauty about us being believers, It is definitely a faith walk and a faith journey, but we have the Bible as our guide. No, it does not tell the sum total of God and all the things that he has done. It shows us what he can do and what he has already done, but it doesn't tell us everything about God. But it leads us into enough. Like if we really looked at the Bible, I don't know how many scriptures are in the Bible. I know that I'm pretty sure that I can Google it right now and it can give me the exact amount of numbers of scriptures that are within the Bible. Um, I know that there's 66 books in the Bible and every book has X amount of chapters. What, how many chapters are in each book? I don't know because Psalms alone, I believe has uh, over 150, I believe, or, or is it, does it stop at 150? See, I'm learning this thing. And I brought that up because The Bible is so extensive and it's so vast and it has so much knowledge and it's so beautiful. And the thing is we have the Holy Spirit to help us interpret and also to help us to apply the word of God. Therefore, we do not need to change the word of God. And when I mean change, I'm not talking about creating, um, lessons are even like there, like there's one particular passage. I mean, uh, Bible translation in particular, the message and the amplified version. Those are two different ones. And I remember reading about the one, the gentleman who created the, the books. I don't believe he did both of them, but basically what he said is he told people, this is not a substitute for King James version. This is to read in parallel with. He created this to have it something that's better context for those of today, something that's easily understandable, right? There are tons of versions of the Bible, but where I do get concerned is when we removed certain scriptures or certain words within the original text that leads us to a place of confusion or it amplifies one person's agenda or a certain group's agenda. That infuriates me because God is so much bigger than us. He is so much bigger than even our human understanding. This is why it's hard for a lot of people to even understand who is God because I have to get out of my natural mindset and my natural thinking, meaning I have to get out of what makes sense to me. We were taught one plus one equals two. 
what happens if 50 years from now, some mathematician comes along and debunks that whole theory? People would lose it. What? No, 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 no. One plus one has always equal two. You cannot change that. This is how it is. And this is how it always has been. So we take that same logic of being able to follow the steps of life. And we take that to God. And the moment that does not work or the moment it does not completely complete the puzzle in the picture that we think it should be, we lose faith or we find ways to adjust it to make sense. Faith does not make natural sense. Let's think about it. I've said this before. We believe as Christians that Father, our God, took his spirit and implanted it into a virgin Mary and create, and here is Jesus now walking the earth. That's what we believe. We believe that now here's the thing. And I, I want to, and I will go into a, uh, more of a theology podcast a little bit later. I know God has taken me to where we're going to go deeper into scripture to understand some of these things, but that's going to be later on down the path within this podcast, because in the Bible, in the beginning of the Bible, I want to say is Genesis one and three, but I know it's in Genesis one. It talks that the, the scripture says, let us make man in our image. Who is us in the Bible is in us is father, son, the father, son, and the Holy spirit. So all three were already existing before the forming of the earth. But Jesus manifested himself into a natural being, like how you and I walk this earth, so that there is now a more of a relatable image for us human beings. I hope I'm making sense. I hope I'm not. Sometimes when I'm, I, I feel things and I see things in my mind and I'm praying at the same time for the Lord to string it together so that I am articulating it correctly that leads people to him. My mission for anything that I do is to lead people to Christ. This is why I get bothered when I see Christians abusing and misusing and manipulating the word of God and the name of Christ and the title of a Christian for their benefit. They are turning so many people away from God and they take one scripture and they run with it without allowing, because the Bible talks about study scriptures in light of other. We have to take other scriptures to study other scriptures, to understand and have a better understanding of what the Bible is saying, what the Holy Spirit is saying. So I go to my first initial question, where are the warriors? And you're asking like, well, Jen, what does this have to do with what you're talking about? Well, here's the thing. Warriors are people who are ready for battle. Not only are they ready for battle, they are also, they also have strategy of battle. They understand what it takes to win a battle. And I'm going to go to a, a specific scripture that all of us as believers need to have in our hearts so that we can make sure that we are following the word of God and we're not straying away. When I say straying away, I'm, not, I'm talking about being bashful 
of it. Because the truth is, when we think about doing the work in the will of God, it can be overwhelming. But the blessings of God is he is so kind and gentle to us. He knows that he can only give us what we can bear in that moment. In that moment, God will only give it to us what we can bear. So that means even the level of knowledge and how we teach and preach is from what we know, but also is a reflection of what your desire is and what you study. So if I am someone, I remember my dad, um, and I'm going to share this story. My dad told this preacher, a younger preacher, some years ago, um, my, my father has passed on. He was such a wonderful, wonderful man of God. And he was a reader and a student of the, of the Bible. He had so many Bibles and commentaries. He wanted to know the word of God. And he, even though he did not preach often, his ministry for his lifetime was through music, but he, it was reflected on the songs that he chose and how the spirit of God moved when the choir sung or when he sung and how he taught music, all of these things, because he wanted God to get the glory. He wanted a certain level of excellence to be reflected through song. And through scripture, it all tied in for my father. But my father told this preacher, a younger preacher, some years ago, he told him straight up, you need to get into your word. Because I can tell by how you preach, you've been preaching the same stuff over and over. And you have not gotten into your word to even seek a revelation from God. And the preacher took he to what my father said, well, this person was, a, he's one of those guys to where he respects his elders and he wants to really grow in God. So when I preach and teach the word of God, any of us, it is a reflection of the time that we spend with God. It is a reflection on even the depth on how we are seeking to be within God. So where are my warriors? The warriors are the ones who want to go deeper into God, who don't mind showing up in the battle. And, and, and let, let me clarify this. The battle is not for you to get up there and be mean and judgmental. Let's kill that out now, please. Please. Let's kill that. Because a lot of us, we say the battle of, oh, I'm going to go ahead and straighten these folks out. I'm going to go ahead and let them know what needs to be said. This is what thus says the Lord. We have to speak the word of God in truth, but also in love. And the love that we are speaking of and what the Bible talks about is the love of Christ. It is that sacrificial love. Remember John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved the world that he gave his only son to us, to a world to where he knows that some people will reject him. Some people will deny him. Some people will manipulate who he is. Some people will use him. People will betray him. He yet gave Jesus Christ to us because he loves us so much. That's the love I'm talking about. I'm talking about the love of Christ that is the sacrificial love. That love that Christ died on the cross for us and got up with all power in his hand. That's the love I am speaking of. So when we talk about speaking of the truth of God, it is, has to be accompanied with the love of God. 
The love of God that changed the very character and nature of who we are. And that poses the question that I have for you. For those of us who proclaim the gospel and proclaim to be Christians, and, and I'm not here to judge your walk with God, and I'm not here. I want you to have that reflective moment because that is the whole point of conquering me. Conquering me is for us to stop looking at everybody else and for us to have a consistent reflecting moment with Christ. We have to look at ourselves on a consistent basis. I heard Michael Todd say this. He said, it is sad when people can be so aware of others, but yet not be self-aware. And I was like, oh, we can be aware of everything that is going on within the world, within our families, within uh, family and uh, friends, co-workers, other religions, other faiths, whomever. But we are not aware of ourselves. And that is problematic. Why is it problematic? Well, because when we when that is problematic, that means that we do things under the banner of God, but yet it is manipulated for our selfish needs to keep a certain image of God or a certain desire or message that we want to keep pushing. There are some people, I appreciate this, Creflo Dollar, and I did not watch the whole video in its entirety, I just saw a clip of Creflo Dollar apologizing to his church and all those who have listened to him over the years. I know Creflo Dollar has been preaching well over 20 years and he has been well known for a very long time. I've been known as a mega pastor for a very long time. He apologized for the way that he taught tithes and offering. He said, I did not know grace. I did not know how to preach and understand and live in grace. Now, there was a lot of mixed reviews, of course, for him putting out this video about the way he taught tithes and offering. A lot of people were like, well, what does this mean? What is, does he believe in tithes and offering? Some people say, oh, now he says that now that he is a multimillionaire. Some people say, well, it's good that he finally apologized and it's a blessing that he admitted to his mistakes. Everyone's going to have a review, and he even said it himself in the video, that he was probably going to lose some followers, and he may not. <clears throat> followers, that means meaning people follow him in his teaching and preaching, not following that he is Christ. But then also he said, I'm pretty sure that I will not be invited to preach at churches. There are some people who refuse the message of grace. There are some people who refuse the message of mercy because they themselves have not understood how to apply it within their own lives. Some of the most judgmental people are, I believe in what I have experienced, are some of the most selfish, but also self-deprecating people that I've ever met and I've ever seen online or on TV. They're the ones to where they don't know how to receive forgiveness. If they mess up, it takes them in a spiral. They don't know how to bounce back from that because they have not yet offered and understood grace. So I ask again, where are my warriors? My warriors are not the God's warriors. And when I say my warriors, I'm talking about God. This is what the Lord spoke to me about where are my warriors? So where are God's warriors? Where are his people who do not just know him in the pardon of their sins? There are some believers who only know God 
from salvation. And when I mean salvation, I mean from the moment and the day that they got saved. They don't know God outside of that. For what reason that is, I do not know. But I'm calling specifically for the people of God who will stand up for righteousness sake, who will do this. Let me read Ephesians 6, 11 through 20. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, wickedness in the, in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and have done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded yourself, girded your waist with truth, having to put on the breastplate of righteousness, having should your foot, your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all of the fiery, fiery darts of the wicked ones. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18 says, praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with the perseverance and the supplication for all the saints. And for me, the utterance may be given to me that I may open up my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may speak boldly and as I ought to speak. Where are the warriors? Where are the warriors who are going to take up the whole entire word armor of God? Who understand we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So let me make this clear. On this particular section of the scripture, and that is Ephesians 6 and 12, and it begins saying, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So the battles and the issues that you have in your life with the people that are around you. A lot of times we say, oh, my goodness, they're just mean and they're just hateful or they're just this and that. That is a spiritual war. If there is conflict in your home. My suggestion is for you to ask and turn to God, what is happening? Why is there this battle? Is there a spiritual warfare? God, are you causing a separation? Because a lot of things I want to make this clear. A lot of times when we feel some type of turmoil or something that's going to be difficult, we feel like it automatically comes from God. Absolutely. I mean, it automatically comes from the devil. Excuse me. There are some tests and trials that we will go through that come from God. We can look at Abraham for, uh, for an example. Abraham was tested by God regarding sacrifice in Isaac. The chapter starts off with, and God tested Abraham. So I don't know if it was like God said, oh, you know what? On today, I'm going to test Abraham to see if he believes in what I said, that Isaac is still his promise. So I'm going to tell him to take that boy, you and the boy go up to the mountain and sacrifice him. But Abraham stood in the faith. He stood on the promises of God, even by telling his servants, we will be back. Abraham stood on it when Isaac looked at his father and said, uh, dad, where is the animal that we need to sacrifice? 
Abraham said, surely the Lord will provide. Because Abraham stood. So I want us to make, I want to make this clear. Because sometimes we feel like whenever we're going through a a test or a trial that it automatically is the enemy attacking us. No, there's sometimes where God is saying, I need you to go through this fire. I need you to prove yourself. And I know we don't like to believe that, that sometimes that our test will be, uh, uh, our faith will be tested. But yet we know that it does not matter what we go through. I don't care if it's a test, a trial, or even if the enemy is himself is attacking us. God has already provided a way of victory for us, but we have to know and depend and lean on the word of God. So when it says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, wickedness in the heavenly places. What? Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places? That is the war in the battle that is going on in heaven. In a spiritual realm that we cannot fully understand. But there is a battle that is going on. So therefore, we have to command our angels. One of the great examples of commanding our angels, I want to say it's in Daniel 1 and 11, when this is where people get Daniel's fast from. And if you've never heard of uh, to do the Daniel fast, the Daniel fast is a 21 day fast that a lot of believers do. And that's basically when they focus on fruits, vegetables, nuts. Um, I want to say some grains are in there, but basically you're turning, you're removing all pleasurable stuff. So let's say meat, sweets, sugar, you're removing every, a lot of things out of your diet and you're going to fast for 21 days. And it's usually a fruit and vegetable and uh, nuts. And uh, I believe beans are in there too. Um, But what's interesting when you read that passage of scriptures, Daniel did not set out to fast for 21 days. Daniel said, I'm going to fast until that's a warrior spirit. A warrior does not say, I'm going to fight this battle for the next 30 days and then that's it. No, no, no. Okay, God, I'm going to just do this for the next 30 minutes and and then that's it. No, Daniel said, I am going to remove certain foods out of my diet out of my normal eating patterns until I hear from God, until I receive the answer. A warrior will fight until. What is that until? You fill in that blank. What is it that you need to be fighting in your life or fasting for in your life or praying for in your life? There are specific things that you have requested and you have made known to God. But you have placed a time limit on it. A warrior is going to get in the fight and they're going to stay in it until. You got to have an until in your spirit. I'm going to keep going until. I'm going to keep praying until. I'm going to keep fasting until. I'm going to keep believing. I need to keep believing until I see this thing. That's when I'm going to stop. Until I get that answer. That's when I'm going to turn turn my plate back over. I know some of us, we may say, well, that, well, Jen, that seems kind of extreme. 
Well, warriors are extreme. Now, here's the thing. You have to determine what type of believer you are. Ephesians 6 and 11 and 20 says, put on the whole armor of God. And if we go on to, I want to say it's in uh, verse 18. Verse 18 says, praying always, always, always with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me. So that means I'm in constant prayer and intercession and I am pleading for the saints of God, for the believers of God. So what does this mean? So next time you see a preacher or a teacher or maybe your favorite Christian influencer or singer, gospel artist, I don't know. However, people, because here's the thing, there are a lot of people who are Christians who do not preach and teach the word of God in the formal way of how we perceive it, but yet they're believers. So a lot of times when I pray, I just pray for the body of Christ, those who believe in God, that our hearts are turning towards him, that our eyes are being open to God, that we may see ourselves first before trying to cast down or trying to throw a stone at somebody. Because see, that alone has to stop. Jesus said those without sin cast the first stone and all of them had to put their stones down because we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us have. We all need his grace. We all need his mercy. We all need his love. We all need his repentance. We need his second, third and 15,000th time infinity chance. Where are the warriors who want to live and have their marriages, their family units, their relationships, their jobs, their businesses, what you're, you're studying, if, you know, if you're in school, whatever it is, I wanted to have a reflection of God. I'm going to go in with the whole armor of God. I'm going to go in ready to show love, ready to walk in peace. I am already, and here's the thing, when we are fighting, it does not have to be a physical. Remember, this is not a flesh and blood thing. There are a lot of times I am just in a grocery store praying to myself. I pray for people as I pass them. I don't necessarily stop and grab their hands and say, can I pray for you? No, 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 no. I see something and I say, oh my goodness, Lord, I felt this Holy Ghost. Because another thing about warriors, we need to pray for the spirit of discernment. We have to pray for the spirit of discernment. So you may walk past and you may feel something like, God, something is off here. What is it? God, what is happening? You pray. Say, God, bless them where they are. God, is there anything that I need to do in this moment? Come on, warrior. A warrior is about the cause and it's about the fight. It's not about their selfish needs and desires. God needs more warriors that have his heart because there are too many people out here preaching, teaching, singing, living, and doing a lot of stuff under the banner of Christianity. And they are leading people astray. If you really want people to know God, and if you want to know God, I'm talking about know him fully. Like you're like, I want to know him on another level. I want to really understand what his spirit is and how he operates and what his mind is like. What is his forgiveness, his true forgiveness? And if you're like, God, start with me. 
I want to say, hi, warrior. How are you? If you're on this path of God, start with me first. That's the sign of a warrior. Because your heart needs to be reflected of your general. The one you serve. The one you want to reflect. The one, the person, the one's battle that you are fighting for. Because we're not fighting for our battle. This is the Lord's. This is the Lord. So therefore, I know that it is already done and everything is victorious. But in it, God, I am your warrior. So God, teach me how to move in this. It is time for us to really rise up and be the warriors that he has called us to be and be okay with the discomfort that starts within us first. Because trust me, when you embark on this path, there's going to be a lot of truths that you will have to deal with within. So a lot of that battle is going to start within. And it's going to continue because the beauty of God is he takes us from faith to faith and glory to glory. So that means that as I mature in Christ and as I learn more in Christ, that means there's more of things that Jennifer has to surrender over to God. There's more things that I can no longer do it in my way. And God will show me, Jen, you can't keep doing it like that. I allowed this for that previous season. Now you're in something different. You have to give that over to me. I just want to say hi, warrior. To those of you who are like, I want Jesus, people to really know Jesus. Hi, warrior. Those of you who are not scared for the Lord to examine yourself. Hi, warrior. Let's get on this journey for real about the Lord conquering us. Let it start within. Let it have, let us have those reflective moments, not a seasonal thing, but a daily thing. Daily we walk with God. Daily we ask him for our flesh to die, meaning our, our fleshly desires, things that pull us away from him, that we're becoming more disciplined. We're becoming more loving. We're becoming more joyful. We're becoming his reflection. We're not afraid to go out and try things and step out on faith. Hi, warrior. It's time for you to rise up. It's time for you to be the servant that he has called you to be and be the child that you know that you are. It's time. It's not too late. I don't care what age group you're in. I don't, feel, I don't care even if you feel like, well, I'm just new to this. I just came to Christ. It's time. It's time. Lord, we thank you for this podcast. God, we thank you for your words. God, I thank you for your truth. God, I thank you for you are our savior, our healer, and our deliverer. God, I ask that you allow this message of a warrior to really penetrate our hearts so that we may put on the whole armor of God. And we will not stray away from uncomfortable scenarios, situations. We will not stand in the, stay in the darkness anymore because there's too many people who are excited about preaching and teaching the word of God and you are not 
getting the glory. And God, when we see our brothers and sisters in Christ who may have fallen, God, we will restore them in love and gentleness. And God, when one of our brothers and sisters in Christ have said, forgive me, because I've taught this for so long, we will say good job, brothers or sisters, for acknowledging where you are. And we're going to pray for them to stay on the path of righteousness. We are all trying to live and breathe your word on a daily basis. So God, I thank you for you allowing the spirit of compassion to reign in as you remove the spirit of condemnation and judgment to come out of us. Lord, we love you and we honor you and we adore you. And this call is for anyone who does not know Christ. If you want to know Christ, I want you to repeat after me. God, come into my heart. I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord and Savior. You are the Son of God and you have died and resurrected for me. I believe that you are who you say you are and I'm going to stand on that. God, I thank you for you are my Savior. You are my friend and you are my father. Lord, we thank you. We praise you for the individual that just said that. They are now saved. We are rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. And we are going to celebrate your walk with you. And you are not alone. You are not alone. I pray that you have received something. I pray that you have been encouraged and also invoked to feel like, yes, I am a warrior. And we bind the spirit of fear. And we bind the spirit of, of, of feeling like I can't do this. Insecurities, no. And we will speak the power of God and the assurance of God to be in that place so that we will be exactly who God has called us to be in the name of Jesus. Love you all and speak to you next Friday.